Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 20 of the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. Hi, that's awesome. It is awesome, isn't it? 20. Can you remember what you were doing on your 20th birthday? No. No? Your memory ain't <laughs> that good, is it? No. It's a long time ago. <laughs> it's a good job you said that rather than me, isn't it? Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in once again. Today we're going to do a podcast on your stories. This is the Weird Wacky Wonderful Stories podcast, and so we want your stories coming in. So we've got a few here that we've collated over the last sort of couple of weeks, and the reason why I say the last couple of weeks is because we haven't been here. Did you notice? <laughs> no, they're probably like, oh, I don't have a headache. I wonder why not. <laughs> oh, we can't hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't been around because Bella, bless her, has been really sick, haven't you? Well, yeah. Not really sick. I've not been dying or anything. No, no. She, <laughs> see, this is the trouble with y'all Americans. See, you come over here to this little tiny country and you think, oh, I can deal with it because I'm an American and I can deal with anything because everything's bigger and better. But our bugs kick the shit out of you, don't they? Yeah, well, but it's been kicking the shit out of everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah, apart from me because I get the flu jab. So mm. <laughs> some of us are just not quite as delicate as you i'm a delicate little flower (laughs) (laughs) well we are back we are gonna have to have another session off in a couple of weeks but that's because i'm gonna have some surgery which is a separate issue and as a result of that we'll probably have a week off at that point but other than that we're gonna try and get this to you every week and if you follow our twitter feed you will have seen that i did post a little message apologizing for the fact that we weren't doing a podcast because bella was visiting the bathroom quite frequently Hmm. amongst other things (laughs) nice (laughs) well we're gonna start off with your stories like i said and at the moment we've got one here and this is from greg from maine is maine northwest is it america maine is on the east coast all the way on the east coast it's the last to canada last state yeah, that's it. There we go. <laughs> Telling an American what a state is. <laughs> that's Stephen King's haunt, isn't it, Maine? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I'll start this off by saying that I've never really believed in anything that you tend to call paranormal, but this experience has made me a little less doubtful. I'm from the USA, specifically Maine, and I frequent Arcadia National Park because of the beautiful scenery and wildlife present there. My wife loves bird watching, so it's pretty much the perfect place to go on the weekend to have a picnic or to just hang out. We decided to go later in the evening one time last year, I believe it was April, and aside from the events I'm about to describe, it was pretty fun. My wife was looking for some kind of bird that she'd talked my ears off about. I know someone else like that. Fuck off. Which meant that I'd forgotten what it was. So he's another person that just doesn't listen. See? Exactly. He didn't forget. He just said, nah, I can't hear you. Yeah. She looked into the trees through her binoculars after she thought she heard its call, but was surprised when instead she saw a pair of bright glowing eyes staring straight at her. The eyes were in the tree? Presumably. wonder if it was an owl. Well, when she lowered the binoculars, the eyes were gone. It really unsettled her. We decided to leave after she described it to me. But as we were packing up and walking back to the truck, she looked into the sky where the moon was now clearly visible. A floating black disc was there with the same two bright glowing lights slightly above it. 
we left as soon as we could. We still frequent the park, but haven't seen anything similar since. And that's from Greg from Maine. So they weren't eyes. It wasn't an owl. Mm. It was the lights of a UFO, presumably coming up behind the trees. Well, I know one thing. In Maine, in April, if you want to go on a picnic, you better bring popsicles. (laughs) (laughs) They had to be cold. She must have really wanted to see that bird, whatever it was. Maybe it wasn't a pair of eyes. Maybe it was a pair of frozen red nipples. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... A witch tit. I'm just just poking that out there, you know. I mean, (laughs) pointing that out there. So, anyway, Greg, thank you very much. Really weird. It's one of those things, isn't it, whereby people always say, well, why didn't you take a photo of it? But sometimes in the shock of it, at that particular moment, the last thing you're thinking about is, I've got to get my phone out. Do they sell binoculars that have a camera so you could snap a picture? That would be really cool. I don't know. I know that you can get telescopes that take photos because they're usually hooked up to your computer, but I don't know about binoculars. We're going to have to do some Amazoning later on. Yeah, because, I mean... Even if she, like, put the binoculars down and reached for her phone or whatever, you don't even know, like, it could have left. But if you got a camera in there, you just go, click. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I like that. For bird watchers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't anybody else no, try to come up with the idea. I tell you what, we'll cut that. Shall we, until you paint it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I mentioned in a podcast a couple of episodes ago, where I'd seen that UFO. Remember I was telling you about I was on patrol with that police officer and we saw this UFO? Yeah. But that I can't remember for the life of me. I remember seeing it and it's the most fantastical thing I've ever seen. And I can remember where I was. I thought I was the the most fantastical thing you ever saw. I meant obviously a side of you. I mean, that goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah, you're going to see my ass side as I walk away (laughs) in a minute. (laughs) Ooh, talking about the moon, I... uh... Oh, no. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, that whole thing, when I saw it, there was no cameras on phones or anything like that. You know, you had to have, like, an SLR camera. Yeah. I'm just going to get out of my bag. I'm going to put the lens on it. And then you had to go and take it to the photography room and put in all the chemicals because there was no such thing as... I I took it to Boots. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Goodness only knows what I'd have done with those chemicals. (laughs) Well, since we got to talk about you, and it isn't all about you, I have a story that I'm going to tell. Okay. Although I'm, I think jumping the, jumping the queue because we've got the other ones to to, for our other questions. Well, it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's mine. (laughs) Okay, so when I was probably about five, maybe six, I know I was under eight because my parents were still together. Okay. Right. And I was laying in the bed, and there was this, well, first of all, first of all, there was another apartment above ours. So somebody lived above us. Oh, so you lived in an apartment. Okay. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the woman just always creeped me out. I can still see her. I, I, you know, like, I know exactly what she looks like. And if I saw her today and she was getting all sorts of really good Botox and stuff, I'd remember her. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was laying in my bed. And there were, like, cracks in the ceiling. What? Normal cracks? That, that yeah, normally they were there? D- yeah, d- right, they, okay. were just, they were just cracks. And I can remember laying in the bed sometimes and looking up there and going, oh, I think that looks like this or that or whatever, you know. But I was laying there, and I could hear her moving around upstairs. You can hear her little feet thumping and all that. Was she a big woman? No, no, she, she wasn't, actually. I, mean, I just wondered whether she y- made the cracks. 
No. <laughs> well, maybe she did. Okay. <laughs> right. So I'm laying there and I was always scared anyway when I would go to bed and stuff by myself. And I had like a, I had like my, a double bed and I was really small. And You had a double bed as a kid? Yeah. Of course I did. Damn. I know. And I was a skinny little thing too. So I had You probably have room. less space in bed now than you've ever had. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm laying there, and I'm thinking, I don't like that lady up there. I wish she'd move. She scares me. She had these really weird, um, huge glasses that she wore. Describe it to us. How old was she? Well, I I mean, I would guess she was probably, like, our age. So, 30s, 40s, you know, older lady. Not, not ancient, though. Okay. Right? But, you know, I'm thinking, oh, God, she's right above me. You know, she's really scary. And I'm thinking I should call my mom and get her to come in the room and everything. And then I'm just laying there looking up. And there was a light on, by the way. That's important. Okay. Right? And all of a sudden, she, the the ceiling just kind of went in, almost like she was pushing it down. What, down towards you? Down toward me. And she poked her head through. And she went... with her finger up there, you know, to her lips saying to be quiet. So hang on a minute. The ceiling almost turned like to liquid type thing and she kind of... No, that's the thing that's weird. It was almost like the ceiling kind of started to cave in, but she... What, were there bits falling around or was it like moulding to her or...? Well, you know, like, it was like, I don't know, you could see the... Like, have you ever... Fell through the ceiling. <laughs> no, but I know someone who has. <laughs> through the attic, I mean. But anyway, so, and I'm just laying there going, oh, it can't be real, it can't be real. I got to be dreaming, can't be real. And then, calm as you like, she just went, and sh- she started to sort of go back up into the thing, and the ceiling went back, and it just made itself go back together. And that was it. And you called your mom. And so then I got scared because I'm thinking, oh, my God, the lady up there just came through the ceiling, you know. And I start getting, you know, my mom comes in and I'm telling her about it. And she's going, oh, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. Don't worry. It was just a dream. Turn the light off and just, you know, try to chill out, you know. And uh, when she went to pull the covers up to put them on me and tuck me in, there was grit in the bed. Well, from the ceiling? Yeah, from the ceiling that was in the bed. No way. Freaked me the frick out. What did your mum say when she saw the grip? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember because she was like, what is that? And I'm telling her about this thing. And I just knew that I so was what, freaking out. So you guys out. call it like spackle, don't you? Is, it, is that what you call it? Like kind of the it's thing. It's like you... drywall yeah. uh, dust or whatever. She didn't really react that much as far as I can remember. I just know that I was really scared because I kept going, I'm telling you she came through the ceiling. And my mom's going, no, no, maybe it's just because the cracks were there. Stuff fell down anyway. And But I know what I saw. So the next day, I was outside on the porch area. like, And uh, so it was like she was going to come past me. Mm-hmm. Well, you had like get... a shared entrance type thing, didn't yep. you? Okay. Yep. And she... And I was wearing my favorite purple jacket. I mean, I can remember everything about this, right? Uh-huh. And she just comes right up, gets ready to go past me and stops and goes, shh. No fucking way. <laughs> Shit. <And> then- <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Freak me out. Jeez. 
Well, y'all, yeah, your stories better be fucking good. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay, well, we got another story here. Do you want to take this or shall I read it? Soon no, as you no, just no, told you go ahead. I don't want okay. to hog all the air. Actually, time. this is one from the UK. This is from Alyssa from Somerset. My family seems to have a bit of an unlucky history with ghosts. I've been told by my mother and father that their parents and their parents' parents may have had encounters with them, but that we ourselves never had any experiences. This is when that changed. Mm. We lived in the same house as my mother's grandparents. So mother's mother's mother, I guess. Mother's grandparents, mother's 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 mother. mother. Yeah. Yeah. Who supposedly had the most encounters and experiences. Few, if any, of which were actually malicious or dangerous in any way. My experience is the only one in my family which I know is different to this trend. As I was walking up the stairs, I heard a slight, quiet whispering, which I barely made a note of. This slowly grew in volume in the following weeks, until about a month later. It had become as loud as a person speaking in your ear from about half a metre away. This is when I started to see the ghosts, as I call them, because I don't know what else to call them. Visions of people familiar to me started to appear, but as my family occasionally went through old photo albums, I began to slowly realise that the ghosts were my grandparents and friends of theirs. I'd explained this to my family and they seemed apprehensive to accept it as the truth, not that I could blame them, but I was telling them everything. The ghosts became even more active after I insisted that I see a specialist to help me stop hearing and seeing them all the time. They scowled at me whilst I moved throughout the house and eventually began waking me up in the middle of the night by screaming, then disappearing. Wow, that would frighten mm. the crap out of you and me. Just being annoying enough to wake you up and then fuck piss off. you off. <laughs> this became so bad that I eventually moved into a friend's house, upon which I stopped seeing the apparitions. I don't know what to do. If they're ghosts of my family, what have I done to make them so angry? Maybe I should just forget about them and move on. Advice, if you can give it, would be appreciated. Well, first of all... Who do you go to for that one? Well, we were saying this last time because... Tangina from Poltergeist. Remember her? She was the little lady? No. The little psychic lady? And she was like, this house is clean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but it's true. Where do you go? It's not... There's not an emergency services for if you get this kind of shit, is it? Psychiatrist. Well, we were saying this before. You'd go to a psychiatrist if it was something that you thought was happening inside you. Okay, so your parents take you to one? Yeah, okay, but that aside, if you really believed something was going on, if there were several people in the room, you all saw one of your ornamental owls drift up off of the mantelpiece (laughs) and then start floating across the room then who would you go to? We made a a comment before, didn't we, about who would you call, the police? There's got to be places. I mean... The church. I'm sure. Well, no, I mean like mediums or... Yeah, but there's no accreditation for that kind of stuff, is there? I mean, if if you've got something wrong with your heating and it's a gas problem, you call a gas-safe engineer, what they call gas-safe engineer, because they've gone through an accreditation, which means that they are fully licensed, like your father was. Yeah. It means they're fully licensed to be able to work on that safely. They've got the qualifications. But because the paranormal stuff is just seen as pseudoscience, there is no formal, to my knowledge, accreditation, unless you're in the Catholic Church, in which case the Vatican apparently can get exorcists, or don't they accredit exorcists? the Vatican? You'd only perform an exorcism if you are an exorcist, but I don't know what the criteria is to to do that. Mm. 
I think, I'm not 100% sure, so we can look this up on the break, but I think that you can now go and take a course in college to become a parapsychologist. I'm not positive, but I do think that we can look that up and see because that would be an awesome thing. What's your degree in? Parapsychology. (laughs) What I do want to say, Alyssa, is we are in no way qualified to give you advice on this. You've said advice, if you can give it, would be appreciated. The only advice I can give you is, if it was me, then I think that I would probably go into the house, maybe daytime, maybe with other people, and maybe just say something out loud, like that that you're their family, and that although you don't know them, you wished you'd had, that you don't wish them any harm, and that you hope that they are happy wherever they are and all that sort of stuff and almost try and make peace with them as if you would make peace with someone who's alive if if you've got a family member that's alive in the house and they're angry at you then obviously you would ask them why they were angry and maybe try and resolve it so that would be my only advice well the thing is did they become angry after she was saying that she uh wanted them to go well, she, what she says is that they became more active and angry after she started to seek or insisted that she see a specialist. Right. Well, the other thing that she could do is go to the house and say, look, I live here, you live here, let's just be friends, and please stay out of the bathroom when I'm in there and don't watch me get dressed, <laughs> you, you know, and, and, and then sort of coexist or whatever because... If they aren't malicious, then... Well, they clearly are. I mean, they're waking her up by screaming at her in the night. Well, yeah, because she wanted them to leave their house. Well, that's the other thing I was going to ask, is that she said that she insisted seeing a specialist to help me stop hearing and seeing them all the time. I'd be interested to know, Alyssa, did you seek a specialist in terms of some kind of psychologist for yourself, or did you seek some kind of specialist in terms of bringing someone into the house to try and exercise them? If you did that, then maybe that's what's pissed them off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because then, like I said, you just go in there with your olive branch and yeah. sage. I think sage is good for... Well, sage is to get rid of them, isn't it? Yeah. All right, okay. So you go in there with your olive branch and just, yeah, you know, just be like, okay, I'm sorry. Thought about it a while. This is your home as much as it is my home. Yeah. I'd be interested to know, Alyssa, and you can get back to us if, if you want. I'd be interested to know how this all started did it start, were you doing some kind of renovations in the house? Have you just had, like, a new child brought into the house? Is there a teenager in there now? What has happened that has suddenly upset the apple cart, if you like? Presumably, if they're your grandparents and friends of your grandparents, then they've probably been dead a long time, in which case something must have changed recently for them to suddenly start coming at you. Well, I think it was interesting that she said that neither her nor her parents had any issues they didn't talk no. about anything or whatever so i wonder if something maybe happened to her parents whether mm-hmm. it was the mom's family home or the dad's family home or whatever and they don't talk about it because of well you mean something happened historically that the family maybe are not talking about is that what you mean well yeah just something yeah some sort of weird skeleton in the closet somewhere that mm. they just don't talk about yeah it might be worth finding out some history maybe Yeah, have a word with not only your family, but maybe if your family have lived in that house for a long time, which presumably they have, maybe have a word with some older neighbours. 
Well, anyway, Alyssa, thank you very much for sending that in. Really do appreciate it. Hope in some way we've been some little help. But as I said, we're not qualified in any way to give you advice on on how to deal with it. We're just giving you our opinions. Yes, definitely. And and we're sending you our love as well. Hope it gets better soon. So we've actually just paused this recording quickly before we go to the break. And we've had a look at whether you can do parapsychology courses online. And in fact, we can't find any sort of mainstream university, if you like, that does these parapsychology courses. There are plenty of universities that have done studies, if you like, but don't offer the courses. Right. Yeah. So I was wrong. But there are other places where you can go online to do studying. And if you want, we'll actually put this link in the show notes. We haven't done any research on it, so I don't know whether it's good or bad. You'll have to do your own research into it if it's something you like. But we found the Metaphysics Institute and they offer a parapsychology degree, a bachelor's, master's and doctoral degree, a PhD in parapsychology and their rates are on the website and it's about $150 to register and then it's about $1,600-$1,700 for the actual course. So not a massive amount of money if you consider that it's supposed to be a doctorate. However, whether it's recognised by anybody, I don't know. Do your own research. The next story that we have is from a Haruto from Tokyo, Japan. I don't know if it's a man or a woman or whatever. Or if we're saying it right. Yeah, well, there's always that. My family and I believe in spirits called Aikiro. These are the spirits of those who are not yet deceased and have left a living person's body. This is opposed to Shiro or the spirits of the dead. These spirits haunt anything they wish, but the body does not have to be nearby for these purposes. This means that sometimes the subject of their haunting can be in another country entirely. We have only experienced Aikiro, and we have experienced it through the possession of my father in early 2009. The possession began shortly after my father's retirement from an electrical company. He had been acting out of character, calling me and my mother by names we didn't recognize, and his daily routine changed entirely, waking up, eating, and going to bed at different times, until about two days later, at which point the spirit seemed to take full control and could speak more than just names. The spirit told us of its life, It was a Japanese man, a successful businessman, who had entered into a coma. The spirit told us of the time it had had to reflect on its actions and how it planned to change its ways upon leaving. About two hours later, the spirit told us that it had to take its leave and bid us farewell. After the spirit left, and after we had explained to my father what had happened, as he had no recollection of the events, he decided to inquire at the hospital that the spirit had mentioned. The businessman had woken up from his coma and had been discharged, but for privacy reasons, I've chosen not to disclose his name. I hope that the spirit's words were true, for they bring me hope that people can change and bring more happiness into the world. I've never heard of spirits that can leave the body, although I guess astral flight, astral projection, isn't it? Mm. But to think of actually leaving someone's body and then possessing someone else to get your message out. Maybe he had to possess someone else's body to verbalise his intentions for being good from then on, and maybe that's what brought him out of the coma. 
maybe, but if the spirit left the one body, wouldn't that body be dead then? Well, not in astral flight, it isn't, mm, is it? Well, astral yeah, projection, true. that doesn't happen. Because you've got the cord, don't you? Yeah, the, the silver thread or whatever mm. it is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but it's interesting. Apparently that's from um, Japanese folklore anyway. The yeah, whole... that Akiro and Shiro. Yeah. I think Haruto sent us that via something like Google Translate, which is absolutely fine with us. We've cleaned the English up a little bit so that it makes a little bit more sense to our listeners, but that's absolutely fine. If English isn't your native tongue and you want to send us a story, don't let it stop you. Go via Google Translate or something and and we'll do the best we can with it. And if we've got any queries, we'll come back to you and, and ask you about it. But we may as well make use of some of these tools that we've got available to us online now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like podcasting. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I've got to uh, listen to some podcasts again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting what Haruto was saying about the folklore, mm-hmm. the Japanese folklore. It's funny because I had some Jehovah's Witnesses this morning knock the door, and I love speaking to these guys. I've got nothing against anybody who wants to tell me about their religion. That's no problem. If I've got time, I'll listen. I am sure that the Jehovah's Witnesses are going to be really glad that the link to get from the Japan, Japanese things to them. That's how we got there, from a Japanese folklore thing. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that the whole Jehovah's Witness thing is is folklore, because obviously that's a religion, that's that's entirely up to them. But, yeah, it's not something I necessarily believe in, and I've got my own beliefs, and, and I'm not here to preach to anyone about what my beliefs are or not. He said to me, do you have faith? And he, prior to saying that, told me that his belief system, or there's two of them at the door, their belief system is that this is kind of it. You know, we're here on Earth, and then when we're done here, that's it, it's over. And and in fact, the Earth is going to become heaven. We're all going to evolve into these sensible, clever, good people that will go on and make this Earth a heaven. Well, if that's their goal, they got a long way to go because there is way too much not nice stuff here for it to even be exactly. considered heaven. <laughs> exactly. And he said to me that, he's, uh, well, I said to him, I said, so what happens afterwards? And he said, well, nothing. I said, well, so if you die, that's it, nothing. And he said, well, that's what we believe. And I said, oh, right, okay. I said, I, I don't believe that. And he said, well, what proof have you got? He said, and he pulled out his little Bible thing. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, this is my proof. He said, this is where my faith comes from, this this book. What proof have you got? He said that something happens beyond this. So I told him about the story about Caller Angel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And how, and if you haven't heard that, guys, go back right to the start and listen to the podcast from the start and you'll hear a story. It's either episode one or two, isn't it? I think where, it's episode one. Yeah, where we talk about the, the Caller Angel story, which is a, an amazing story, but it's something that happened to Bella and I. And I said, as a result of that, and I told him the story, that's why I now believe. I said, so I haven't got a book which someone else who I've never met wrote. I've got the experiences that happened to me. Yeah. And he couldn't answer that. And me. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> but I was the one talking to him. Yeah, it was. I felt really proud of myself because he couldn't answer that. And yeah, he was probably going mind blown. <laughs> yeah. So, so he he kind of went, oh, oh, okay, yeah, well, okay, well, let me talk to you about what faith is. And then he just <laughs> he just read me a line out of his book that said what faith is. Well, you know, they come around 
it seems in in groups or whatever sometimes, yeah. isn't it? But it's interesting because that's like they're trying to um, give you something else to think about. Mm. But I bet you he walked away from our door thinking, hmm, yeah, <laughs> I've it, learned something it's funny, today. <laughs> it's funny because he went and knocked on the next door neighbor's door then, and I wonder whether he went and used the story that I've just told him to maybe <laughs> to kind of further his... It's interesting to me, and and I'm not knocking anyone's religion because everyone's got their own religion and everyone believes what they believe. But he said to me, he said, what if, what don't you believe about the Bible? And I said, well, God made the earth in six days. I said, I don't, I don't get it. When, when we look at evolution, the things that have been proved, and yet your book says that God made the earth in six days. And he but how said, long was a day? Well, that's what his answer was. He said, very often he said, people will say, in my father's day, and they mean their father's lifetime. Mm-hmm. So he said that a day isn't necessarily 24 hours and 24 earth hours even. It could be something else. It could be thousands of years. In fact, yeah. that's exactly what he said. It's thousands of years. I think more. it's probably more millions of years if you're, if you're looking at that. Well, you know? there's always going to be the Darwin mm. people and the religious people. So I don't think that we're ever going to be, be able to shorten that gap. Well, but- I like to think I am shortening the gap because I like like to think I sit neatly in the middle because I believe in the be good to people. I believe in the respect and respect each other and respect the environment and all that sort of stuff. But I also believe in the evolution. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely a more scientific person. Although, in saying that, our whole podcast sometimes flies in the face of science. Yeah. So maybe I'm not as scientific as I think I am. Maybe you need to be a Scientologist. Yeah, no, that's not it. No, you're not not for that? One day we'll have to do a show on that. (laughs) Yeah, if we want our podcast shut down. Because I've, well, no, but you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, there probably is. Why don't you tell them now what happened? No, because Jehovah's Witnesses just knocked on our door today. Tomorrow, I don't want to know. But I do have an interesting story about Scientology that happened to me. And one day when I get up enough nerve, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, so you're, I'm going to hold you to that now. You're going to be away. I don't want to be here by myself. <laughs> oh, well, we got to tell you this, by the way. This is really, really interesting. So last week... Bella wasn't feeling good. I, I appreciate that, that you know, um, but I don't think this was anything to do with her not feeling good. I was downstairs here because I tend to get up early because I get up early for work every day, so I'm kind of in, in the groove of now getting up early. Yes, 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 which means that I am not one to get up early. Continue. Well, that's because you start work later, so you're able to lay in, but then you don't go to bed till like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, so it's, it equals out. But anyway... I have greater stamina. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Is that what you call it while you're laying in till midday? I've got greater stamina. Yeah, no, okay. no, no. I'm talking about the other side of it. Yeah, well, okay. I've got greater stamina because I get up early. One all. Mm. So anyway, my point was that I was down here and Bella's got this lovely habit of when I'm downstairs and she's in bed of sending me a text <laughs> when she wants me to come upstairs and give her a cuddle or something like that. <laughs> so she sent me a text and I looked at it and it was, can you come upstairs, please? So I went upstairs and she was white as a sheet. 
And I said, what's, what's going on? What's up? And she said, something just sat on the end of the bed. Yes, that was so freaky. There is something not right about this house. Actually, I don't even know if it's this house. I think we've opened a door we probably shouldn't have opened by just having these weird, wacky conversations. Yeah, and by doing the Ouija board thing that we did and that looking in the mirror thing. No, Remember hello, did I did not do the Ouija board. Thank you very much. And I only looked in there because... We were doing oh, an yeah, experiment. It was my idea, wasn't it? Sorry, it was. Yeah. And then we did that bloody Mary thing in the mirror. Yeah, but I didn't want to do that. Well, actually, that's not true, is it? Because I... It was your idea. It was my idea. Duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's twice on this show today that I've been wrong. I know. And I'm going to keep this episode. About, yeah, wrong about the parapsychology degree possibility, although maybe that's borderline. But, yeah, I'm wrong. i got a story here, and it says... I'm a modern-day witch. I'm glad to say they don't burn us at the stake these days because I would have been barbecued last year. A friend of mine had been seeing this guy. We all thought that they were made to be together. They were both the classic cheerleader and jock, prom king and queen. You know the type. If they fell in shit, they wouldn't smell and it wouldn't stick. <laughs> they were Teflon and together unbeatable. Quite a handy trick, that is, actually. Isn't it? They had their ups and downs like all couples do, but generally they were really happy together. Let's call them Brad and Angelina. Oh, <laughs> let's. scuppered it from the start, <laughs> it? One day my girlfriend came to see me and told me that she had seen Brad in a coffee shop with a woman. Although there was no physical touching, she could read that they were just more than friends, or at least they were openly flirting. I didn't know whether to tell Angelina. She was a good friend and I never had any proof. Hell, I never even saw the meeting in the coffee shop myself, so I let it go. Six months later, I found out that Brad had been cheating when Angelina showed up on my stoop. Stoop, is that a step? Porch, Porch step, step, yeah. Right. Little... When Angelina showed up on my stoop with the world falling apart. She knew I was a witch, and after a while, we joked about putting a spell on him to teach him a lesson. Before we knew it, we got drunk and concocted a spell. The spell was supposed to make him pay for hurting Angelina by making him unattractive to women. I don't like the way this is going. Mm, no. uh, uh, so was she a good modern-day witch well, or a bad modern-day witch? Let's see. A week later, we heard that he'd been involved in a skydiving accident. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Although he was alive, thank fuck for that, he had struck some power lines. <laughs> and got severely burned. I shouldn't be laughing, but Brad, no. shit. Brad, shit. <laughs> Damn. He was alive, but he'd struck some power lines and got severely burned. I've never really discussed this with anyone other than Angelina and my older sister, but part of me wonders if we had a part in this. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> we never really wanted him hurt, but I guess the emotion and the alcohol got the better of us that night. And that was from Sabrina... And she's just put somewhere in the US. Now, I don't think her name's really Sabrina. No. No, no, the teenage witch. <laughs> hey, we need to keep her email because... I'm, I'm saying shit all bad about her. Sabrina, you're amazing. That you, was an awesome story. You we better love not, you. You better not say anything bad about me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, you don't. Because I'll be all, hey, Sabrina, would you like a free trip to the UK and some um, free alcohol? That is nuts, isn't it? <laughs> but, well, I mean... Did she have a part in it? What do you think? Did she have a part in it, do you think? I suppose it depends on if you believe in witchcraft or whatever. Or is it fate? 
yeah. you know. <laughs> well, it's like the whole voodoo thing, isn't it? Because they say that to be affected by voodoo, you must believe in voodoo. Yeah? Really? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, I mean, whether that's just hoodoo, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I, I believe that in order to be affected by voodoo, you have to believe in voodoo. I'd like to do a show on voodoo, actually, because that's something that really interests me. Scares the piss out of me, but interests me. But modern-day witch... Wouldn't it be, um, if you're a white witch, it's good witch, black witch, it's... Um, that's like fucking a bad racist. Witch. You can't say that. And that. No. What, all black witches are bad? No. It's not racist. I'm serious. White magic is good magic and black magic is oh, bad magic. Oh, right. I thought you were on about literally white <laughs> black witches. Oh, my God. I've pissed off humongous portions of the countries, I mean, of the world, on these podcasts, okay? But I'm not racist. No, I know you're not. I know. And that's why I was shocked. (laughs) Right, okay, so we're talking about white magic and black magic. Yeah. Right, okay, I got it now. Yeah. But anyway, let's get back to Sabrina. Do we think that she had a part in it? Yes or no? If you had to vote on it... Well, I would say we don't have enough information, do we? Because... It was just supposed, the spell was just supposed to, what, make, what'd she say, make him suffer? No, no, it's supposed to make him unattractive to women. Right. Which worked if he got burned on some power lines. Well, we don't know that. He could have got his ass burnt for all we know. Well, would you want to be with a man who had, like, power line marks on? Well, let me tell you something, right? If you get burnt on power lines... You have to straddle both lines. You can't just get burnt on one. That's why birds don't fry every time they land on a power line. You have to straddle more than one line. So he would have, it would have been quite a large proportion of him that got burnt. Well, and, then I don't think she had anything to do with it. And the kind of power that gets transferred, transmitted through those power lines, is a massive amount. I mean, he would have had all over burns, I would well, say. Well, I don't think she had anything to do with well, it. Well, Sabrina... I think that you did have something to do with it. There's a thing that people often say, especially these days with this, the secret and all that sort of stuff, where you can call out to the universe and you can almost encourage things to happen by calling out to the universe. So maybe you did have a part in it because you asked the universe, whether you believe in witchcraft or not, obviously you do, but I'm just saying, (laughs) then if the universe was listening, you might have had a part in it. Right. Well, that's just great. Because now you've pissed off a witch who clearly (laughs) would not mind casting a spell to... I didn't say she was wrong. I said that she had a part in it. What I'm saying... Well, whatever. She's probably listened to it going, oh my God, I feel so guilty. What I'm saying is, is she's a really good witch because her spell worked. Yeah, well, so did the Wicked Witch of the West. Her spell worked... I did not call Sabrina a Wicked Witch. (laughs) And she said somewhere in America, so we don't even know whether she's West. I mean, she's west of here, clearly, but... Yeah. So, Sabrina, I think you're a lovely woman. See? I'm just saying. Kiss her ass. (laughs) Kiss her welded ass. (laughs) I think you're a lovely person. I like your story. I really appreciate you getting in touch with us. But we're not telling you anything about our life. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're an awesome witch. And if I ever need your services, I will keep hold of your email address. There are several people who I would love to take a a float on a power line. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, we shouldn't say that. And we shouldn't no. make her feel bad because if, if she regrets it, then, you know, you're just rubbing some salt right into her wound. No, I don't mean to make her feel bad, but she's asked me a question. And my opinion is that she did ask the universe for it. I'm not saying that... Well, so did the friend. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they both did. But, you know, I'm not saying that I know 100% it was their fault. And I wouldn't put that on them either. Oh, it's a good thing. Maybe the reason she didn't say who she really is or where she really is or use actual names is because she doesn't want any repercussions from other witches. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, I presume, as we said, Sabrina probably isn't a real name. We don't know what part of America she's from. She might not even be from America. Although I do have her email address. (laughs) 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 But it's going to stay with us. Don't worry. It's probably a fake email address anyway. Yeah, probably. I have loads of email addresses. Oh, don't go there. I have an email address for every day of the year. And I probably have some left over. Yeah, she does. (laughs) It's like there's the underwear with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on them. So you know which ones to wear on which day. I, I have email addresses, one for every day of the week. Mm-hmm. So if any of you ever get really pissed off by the fact that you try and create an email address and it says this username is already taken, <laughs> yeah. that's why. That's me. I own it. <laughs> anyway. I'll sell it to you for like $100 <laughs> or pounds or pesos or whatever the heck your currency is. Oh, well, don't go saying that. It'd be, the, it'd be like the flipping Thai Bart or something and be worth nothing. Bart, not fart. Bart, yes. They wouldn't name their currency fart, would they? Well, I don't know. Maybe fart in some other language is like a really cool word. Oh, you're so fart. They could be like, oh, you're so handsome. Guys, thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Really do appreciate it. Please make sure that you follow our Twitter feed, follow our Facebook profile, share our podcasts with your friends, like them. Ooh, I do have one other thing to say. I would just like to offer a thank you, other than those people that have sent us stories, thank you very much, but also a thank you to someone who has recently reviewed us. And anybody that does review us on iTunes, send us, please, an email telling us that you've reviewed it, which review was yours, and we will mention it for you. And Yeah, because we like to toot our own horn, don't we? Well, it's not only that, but the more you rate us on iTunes and the other places, the further we go up on the list, the more people are then going to hear it, then the more people are going to send in cool stories, and the better the show's going to be for you. So you're helping yourself, guys. Send it's us a win-win. A win. Yeah, it's a win-win. So G-Boy Style rated us on iTunes, and he says, awesome and intriguing dialogue, easy listening. I I enjoy the strange and wacky, the unexplained stories, get you thinking. And his title for it is Awesome to Listen to When Baked. <laughs> so, <laughs> not that we're recommending you do that, guys, but, you know. It's, so that's really bad. Yeah. You suck unless I'm doped up or drunk. <laughs> no, I reckon it's pretty cool, actually. Because <laughs> it is one of those sort of crazy things that you would listen to when you're high, isn't it? Because you'd be like, oh, whoa, man, that's real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, everybody, send us a review. And if you don't send us a good one, we're just going to sick Sabrina on you. Cheers, guys. (laughs) Bye. Take it easy.